0: Hello everybody and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today, we have a very special guest. He is here, in the flesh, not on the phone. It's our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, James Pierce. Hiya, Jay. Hello, Ian. Also with me is our LFC editor, Andrew Kelly. Ian. And also Christian Walsh, who has now defrosted his face after last night just about can I feel your face
1: Christian (laughs) (laughs) you couldn't feel it last night (laughs) you you can feel it
0: (laughs) that's enough of that right James you were also at uh, the Bet365 last night Wednesday night you saw Liverpool win by 3 goals to 0 it looked pretty comfortable if you were just looking at the scoreline and following the game on flash scores like I was however there it was slightly different wasn't it
2: it was yeah I mean in the end it was very very comfortable Um, but yeah, I guess the only frustration was that Liverpool didn't put the game out of reach sooner. Um I I was impressed with them actually. I think you know we've talked a lot in the last couple of weeks about, you know, not standing up to it in, in the face of a bit of adversity and, and crumbling under pressure, but to their credit, they um they they handled pretty much everything Stoke had to throw at them and you know, it was it was pretty agricultural in terms of the way that Hughes set Stoke up. You know, the fact that Crouch started, you know, every time they got it, they launched it long. You know, obviously felt as if they could prey on that weakness and vulnerability defensively. Um, but I thought, you know, Mignolet commanded his box well. Obviously, I'm sure as we'll come on to, he got a huge slice of luck with not being sent off just before half-time. But Lovren did well coming into the side. Um, and then, you know, it was... Liverpool should probably have put the game beyond doubt, you know, and added to Mane's goal, but then, you know, when you've got someone of the quality of Salah to bring on for the last twenty five minutes, I mean it was it's a nightmare for defenders and tiring limbs when you've got him flying at you and you know, an absolutely breathtaking double from him. Um, put a seal on a on a successful trip to the potteries. I mean, Christian, did it help that Stoke are absolutely
0: rubbish? <laughs> I mean that's that's an understatement. I I they put up a little bit
3: more resistance than West Ham did because uh, obviously Liverpool went 4-4-2 um, in both games because West Ham and Stoke play three at the back. They put up a little bit more resistance, Mark Hughes changed it a little bit. So to be fair, that when they went 4-4-2 and they matched Liverpool's formation, um, Liverpool struggled for a little while to get a grip of it. Um, to Liverpool's credit, they sort of saw that out and ended up you know, quite comfortable winners. But in general, uh, you know, lumping the balls up to a 36, 37-year-old Peter Crouch is not, is not a Premier League tactic anymore, surely, because you, you need a little bit more. I mean, he's brilliant as an impact sub. So, uh, he's something that like you'd bring on maybe in the last 10 minutes if you needed an equaliser, but
0: but Stoke have got all the players that can do more than that, like Shaqiri, haven't they? Oh, but he was terrible yeah. as well. He was absolutely. If, if <laughs> so I was, I was he having just, one of his? I just can't oh, be bothered with it. Oh, yeah, right in here. the
3: first half, there was there was a moment where the, the, the ball was sent down the, the right side, sort of the left hand channel, and you know it's it's Moreno, and we all know he gets a bit of grief sometimes. And you're thinking, oh no, what's going to happen here? And Shaqiri just didn't chase it, so Moreno still to tries to shepherd the ball out, turned around and realizes there's, there's no one within 25 yards of him, and then just trots back into position with the ball. He he was it. I just there the, are the a whole mismatch I mean, being a as a right wing back is one of the most bizarre things we've ever seen. It took Mark he was all of half an hour to realise he's probably a striker instead, and threw him up top with Peter piece of crouch. But I don't think you can discredit Liverpool in terms of you know yes Stoke will rubbish, but Liverpool have lost to rubbish teams in the past um, quite frequently. In fact, under under well not frequently, but you know they, they've certainly gone down to rubbish teams on the club before. You can sort of get dragged down to their level. I think, but they didn't do that. They the they rode out the storm. It was it was one tactic, but it was looking like an effective tac- tactic from Stoke. But Liverpool defended well aerially. I was really impressed with Lovren. Very impressed with Lovren. Very impressed with uh, Gomez. I felt uh, I think that's Liverpool's best back four. Personally.
2: Really,
3: I, I do. Have, and at the moment, anyway, I think that's Liverpool's best back four. So it's no surprise that it's it stood firm. And yeah, still got a couple of chances, but that sort of style. Don't forget, they beating Arsenal at home. They drew with Manchester United at home, so they can't be that rubbish. I think Liverpool just made them look even more average than they are.
0: Now Andy, Christian mentions then about Liverpool playing 4-4-2, which is a bit of a surprise, but the big surprise was seeing Dominic Solanke in the starting lineup. You spoke to him on Monday afternoon, I think it was, and I think you asked him about his opportunity, waiting for a first-team opportunity. <laughs> Could
1: he have probably, possibly expected it to come so early? Um I mean, he's, he's a confident lad and has confidence in his own ability. So, you know, when I was chatting to him, it was sort of the same day that I think Steve Bruce had been in the press saying that these young English players who weren't playing needed to go out to on loans. And while I didn't mention Bruce's words specifically to him, um, I was asking him about opportunity and chances. And, and he was basically very phlegmatic about it. And, and his view was, look, you can be just... One thing can happen, and you can go from being a real low, which I would take as a reference to sitting on the bench and not playing, to a real high really quickly, just from one or two things happening. He said, You just got to wait for your opportunity and be ready to take your opportunity when it comes. And he was really. Um, I'm not down with the kids, but um, <laughs> ch- chilled out would be the sort of phrase that you know. He was, he, he was very—that's that, a good phrase. He was, ha- he was happy in himself. Do you know what I mean? Someone who was content with where he was at with his game, and I think we saw that last night when when he I mean, sh- he should have scored, I think. But his link-up play, obviously, he was involved with the first goal, and then a lovely link-up with a was at the back heel from Firmino that put him in, and he he should be uh, he should be scoring from there. And I think if it's not. I think two or three games down the line for him, he just slots that, doesn't he? He probably starts it outside the other post and brings it back in. Or maybe that
3: takes it a bit closer. Yeah,
1: I think when you're in his situation, you're inclined to sort of try and make sure and do the type of finish he did, which was hit it low, make sure it's on target, and and it it didn't happen. But, um, I mean, I wasn't at the Bet365. I watched the replay last night when I got home, and, uh, yeah, I was impressed by him. I mean, he's a good size of lad, but he's got... He has got a good mentality, and um, as I say, he's he's someone who seems. I'd be very surprised if Liverpool let him go on loan because think, Klopp clearly. I mean, he used the phrase, "I need all the players," and you know, the Solanke clearly is someone who can do a job in certain situations, and he doesn't look he doesn't look a player who'd be scared to go and make an impact. And some some players are when they come through, but he he's not going to be. Now, Dominic Slanky went off halfway through the second half. He was replaced by...
0: Sage Milner. That's right. I've got this wrong, haven't I? Yes. Who did who did but Salah come on for, then?
2: Oxley chamberlain Oxlade- was that at the same it was, time? It was seconds after Klopp second. had dragged Oxley chamberlain away from... Squaring up to. It was it Martin's Indy? No, that's wasn't right. it Yeah, Joe yeah, yeah. yeah. Rimmer was getting excited for a bit of WrestleMania. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm not sure I'd say Chamberlain would have won that squad. No, it, I think that, that would probably
0: why if, if, his, if, if Bruno Martin's Indy done his eyes that he does. You've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. That thing. Yeah, yeah. a little bit scary. Uh, but Salah, that's, he comes on, scores two goals. That's 17 in 21 appearances for Liverpool now. Before the end of November, I think I did a, a bit of research. Well, Neil Jones did it and I just checked it. Uh, the last Liverpool player to score that many from us before the end of November was Robbie Fowler in nineteen ninety four, four five I think it was. Yeah. And before that, the only person in the amount of time that could be bothered going back and checking was Ian Rush in nineteen eighty six. He got twenty one. Before then, I mean, both of those ended up getting thirty. I think Rush got forty in his season. I think Fowler got something like thirty six. I think it was. I mean, it's so <laughs> wrong for those numbers because it he's is, not even a striker, is he? I know. It? I know.
2: It is. It's just absolutely ridiculous, isn't it? It's. You it, know, I, I was trying to think. When was the last time Liverpool made a signing who then who came in and just lit the place up in in a similar kind of manner? And but you could say Torres. I think, I yeah, suppose, well, that, well yeah. Torres was the one I was going to speak about just because you know you go back and he, but then I looked at the stats today and I think at this stage of the season Torres had ten, didn't he? And um, you know, and he was a centre forward. Salah's a winger. Um, to have seventeen at this stage of the season is just is unbelievable and. I just, I look. The, the, his first goal at Stoke on Wednesday night was uh, just, just shows how much belief he's playing with at the moment. The, just, I don't think anyone had any doubt where it was going to end up. He certainly didn't have any doubt. You know, the power, the precision, the, the technique. You know, that was a difficult ball to to hit. Um, you know, decent delivery for Mane, but it just made it look so so easy. And then I think the second goal just showed. I think it's almost like his reputation now goes before him because. I think Peters was absolutely petrified when I think it was Chan lofted the ball over the top, and Peters was so worried about Salah, um, Salah that he just didn't even just didn't deal with the situation at all. He nipped in and again, just ice cold the finish, knocking it past Grant. And yeah, he just you run out of superlatives to, to describe him at the moment because what was that eight eight in six games in November? Is uh, you know, he's, he's he's just. You know, at the absolute peak of his powers at the moment. It's
1: f- funny you mentioned Torres there because I thought that second goal had uh, it was in a slightly different position on the pitch, but it had it reminded me of Torres Vidic. and Vidic yeah, uh, yeah. at Old Trafford, uh, the way he's, he's nipped in with the defender clearly terrified, and uh, and off he goes and and, and finishes and uh, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's been fantastic, hasn't he? And uh, I mean, I think Mane came in last year and brought a real fresh air but what Salah's doing is the numbers isn't it in terms of um, he's not actually got many assists actually I think he's only got, got, two. Three, he's got two, two or three, three isn't two, he two, yeah. Um, yeah. So, it's two in the league sorry yeah yeah but um, mainly I think just because he's finished, finished them all himself isn't he so um, but you know fantastic I think it's, some
0: stats said he got 70% of his shots are on target which it, for a, for a fit, four, yeah, he can't that, finish that, for that a four play, wasn't it? and I think the reason they say he can't finish is because the chances that he did miss a lot of them were really good chances, yes. as well. So it's like, it's like, I can't remember it was, it was said it may have been Jamie Carragher said after the first game of the season against Watford, where he said, I reckon he's going to score loads of goals because he always drifts in off the wing and he's always he gambles, there to pick he gambles
3: up. Stuff, yes. His first ever goal for Liverpool he, against Watford, it was a gamble, it was it was a back post, and he's just gambled. I was talking to James in the, in the car on the way back, and I mean, maybe my ear's not to the ground, but I still think he's under races I don't think that the, the the gravity of what he's achieved so far has really hit, maybe maybe Liverpool fans, but I don't think it's hit the rest of the Premier League, and it's certainly not hit Europe. This lad's scored at a rate that Lionel Messi normally scores at. He, um, he's coming to a side, he's 25 years of age, so he's, he's approaching his prime, but he's not quite there yet. I mean, you could argue that a, a player like him in is missing his prime until so he's 27, 28 and he scored 17 goals in 21 games in a, in, a, in, a, in a sort of a new league. I know he's played there before, but not really. And, a new culture, you know, a different type of football philosophy. You know, Roman and Liverpool. I think Klopp said at the start of the season, you know, two different styles of, of football. So he's having to, to really? learn all the he time. He had to go about
0: him about his defender didn't he? Yeah I, think he I think he's Sully, improved, yeah, I think he's improved that as well. So I, I, I
3: always think people, everyone goes, "Oh, Salah isn't he great?" It's like, no, no, no. Salah sort of in that that second bracket behind Messi and Ronaldo. And, you know, let's face it, Ronaldo's not having a great season as it is anyway. So, you know, is Salah the second best player in the world? I'm not
0: saying he is, but probably he is. Well, I'm going to he, ask you. is he, I know, you just <laughs> said he was. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm messing there, but you know what I mean. You, no, is he? Got, you've got, is he? On current form, form, is he? Yeah. On form, on is on he form, yeah. form yes. Yeah.
3: On current form, who's, who's best? Than, there's Messi, him, who's better?
0: James?
2: What's your well, response to that? Well, him, I'd say, in terms That's of... a statement if, from, from Christian? Yeah, I think on form you'd have to say on form. So, yeah, and a he's of in the top city you'd
1: have to throw. Yeah, in I think yeah. De,
2: Bruyne, De Bruyne at it the moment it's, it's a two horse race, isn't it, for player of the year? I think in terms of the Premier League from you know De Bruyne and and, and Salah. You know, but I, I, I do agree with Chris. I think probably outside of Liverpool, he's probably not had the credit that he, that he well, deserves why do you think that is is
0: that partly because he's, it's hard to pigeonhole him because you look at Harry Kane you go he's a striker I think it's because Liverpool
2: are what are they fifth I think it's shouldn't make any difference but I think it, it does I think it League. does because De Bruyne is doing it Well, in a well, team well, which is back, running away with the title I think Liverpool, because
0: Liverpool above Tottenham in the table Yes. Yeah. on so, the seventh on the after. Yeah. Mark. So Harry Kane scores all the goals. Well, I think there's this. There's yeah.
3: he's quite mysterious Salah as well, isn't he? In terms of no one knows much about him. He's a very quiet fella off the pitch. Yeah. He doesn't really do many interviews. No Said one know really... again last <laughs> night. <Did he>? <laughs> <laughs> Get a complex. Deep <laughs> yeah. to the ribs. Um, no one really knows much about his private life, and he's just a very sort of private person. Whereas you know, and, and you know, he's. He's an Egyptian footballer, whereas Harry Kane is does all the sky interviews afterwards. Everyone knows exactly what he thinks and what he says. Everyone knows his personality, and he's you know England's darling. With, with Salah, I don't think it's hard to get a. Um, with Torres, I thought I always thought it was easy to get an emotional connection because he, he he did interviews early on and he was sort of like he had this um, you know this he this had the tattoo he? yeah he had the tattoo yeah. and this yeah. persona of the kid El Nino and that sort of thing. This, this, this fella, Salah, just turned up from Roma, Egyptian lad, and he's just absolutely brilliant. And that's all Liverpool fans
0: really know about. With the well, you, you wrote, I think, this morning that he's the king of the world. He is king of the world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Andy, you're not English, so what's your take? <laughs> <laughs> Funny, before you started talking about Harry Kane, I was, I was thinking of that exact comparison in the sense that when Kane was firing the goals, he got a couple of hat-tricks, didn't he, within a mm. fortnight of each other thing. Uh, I might have misremembered that, but he certainly got one hat-trick, didn't he? And it was almost wall-to-wall on Sky Sports, Harry Kane, wasn't it? No, But I do think Christian's right. One of but, the factors is his English talks. But don't forget that Harry Kane was one season one to Harry Kane. So he did
0: it one season. Dane did it another one. And it's only now that people are starting to, to, to appreciate it. Well, him. is this
3: about Salah? Is it the case of people who And I'm sort of included in this, but now I'm, I'm changing my mind. But is it a case of... <laughs> but But... It's one of those where you say, oh, surely he's got to, the goals have got to dry up sooner or later, this can't carry on. Well, who says it can't? Who, who says it can't? Because he's scored against big teams, he's scored against little teams, he's scored against any source of defence you can ask for.
1: He scored 17 and 21. Sorry to interrupt you and I, yeah. don't continue. No, I can't, but I've lost my thread. I'm not sorry to interrupt you. What I would say on what Christian just said is, I think what will happen is that Salah will be an absolute inspiration for, I think Mane's going to be looking across and going, Oh, I've got to get with this kid because he's he's you know. Well, M- he's,
0: Mane's now scored as many goals for Liverpool as Solar's. I think that's right, isn't it? Said they both got seventeen. I think,
1: there's, I, think there's, I think that's right. I think I saw somebody on Twitter saying one wrong. Premier League, League. Wrong. Yeah, Premier League is it Premier Yeah, I think it games, might yeah. be eighteen, seventeen. Mm. But um, either I think it's good. Like Mane is going to be thinking, I'm going to have to absolutely find my best form here because you know he's getting all the attention across the way. And uh, but it's brilliant that we are you know. The last two summers has brought two players like them that just have pace, but as well as that, they've got end product, haven't they? And um, if when they, I'm not quite sure we've had them both absolutely a one yet. Very, you know, at at their very best because Mane obviously has had injury problems, Um, but you know they'll they'll be a threat for anybody. And the the good thing is, I think we said in the said in the in the last pod that didn't expect Salah to start because of what Klopp had said after the Chelsea game on Saturday it was a choice between Mo and Sadio so he's you know he's had a game now where he's rested um, Sadio didn't he on Saturday now he, he's rested Salah for all bar 20 minutes was it? Was it? 20, uh, 23 was it? 23, 23 know, yeah. 20 minutes last night so he's got a breather into them now yeah. and the question mark is whether he wants to unleash them both at Brighton on Saturday, Saturday yeah. yeah but or does he wait till Moscow
3: I asked um, Klopp about Mane after the game and he said exactly what you just said Andy in terms of I mean he didn't say as many words but he alluded to the fact that <laughs> so he's more concise what said yeah. Yeah. the German manager was more concise in the language <laughs> than me this is no surprise well don't <laughs> forget you're both not English
0: <laughs> yes. he, um,
3: he he says how Mane Hasn't he had the, He was brilliant, and then he had a little break, which he meant the Edison, uh, the, the suspension. He was good, and then had a little break by the international, uh, the injury on international duty.
0: Did you say more concise? This is what <laughs> verb, but, you know.
3: And uh, ultimately, he's still getting his rhythm, and when he gets into his rhythm, he will reach. And in his words, this is what he likes to use now: the mode level. And yeah. so he's alluding to the fact that eventually, once Manny gets into his rhythm, he'll be up there with Salah. I think what he also what you saying, that forward is that if Salah does drop off, then Mane will be there to pick up the baton, which isn't a, you know, is a bad thing at all.
1: Lots, lots of people, rightly feeling their mo levels at the moment, aren't they? He's he's pretty much out on his own. Yeah, I, th- I th- think. Have you worked on that one? <laughs> no,
2: that's, that's, <laughs> that's literally the first time I've even heard the <laughs> but I think that's that's the great thing, and that when you because if you're an opposition coach or manager or an, an analyst looking at how you stop Liverpool, and it's not even as if they you can say or we'll just double up on Salah because he's that important to them. Because, you know, now Liverpool find themselves in a, in a position which they haven't been in in a long time. You know, there have been so many times over the last 10, 15 years where they've been accused of being a one-man team that, that now, you know, if you double up on, on, on Salah, then, then Mane will hurt you, Firmino will hurt you. I mean, Coutinho wasn't even needed last night. And you, you think you rewind, what, four or five months and you know all the angst about whether Liverpool are going to be able to hold on to Coutinho and... You know the, the season would. You know how, how could Liverpool possibly operate this season without someone of his caliber? I mean, it was so to, to go to Stoke, win three nil, and then have the luxury of Coutinho having the whole night off and then being fresh for the weekend. You know, shows how much the squad's evolved.
1: And of course, Daniel Daniel Sturridge will be the other person who will be, you know, Coutinho not needed last night. Daniel Sturridge is there, thinking, well, they've gone for the twenty year old lad with the Premier League debut rather than me. But
0: he did play against Chelsea. He so did. Klopp did say that everybody was going to get a chance, and he's been you know,
1: true to his word at the moment. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm sure Sturridge will get more chances, but I would have thought that he would have looked at that last night and thought, you know, if he is thinking about I need to move on in January, that that will have, he'll, have, he'll have looked at that team sheet last night and thought, hmm. I think Sturridge would have been happy to be in a four four two as
3: well. I think in a in the four three three. It just doesn't really work for him anymore. I think I don't think his game suits that. I think he really would, i mean, we saw it when he partnered the Rigi you know, thinking Southampton the six one, a couple of games as well in the back end of the 15-16 season, you know, Sturridge with a partner, obviously twenty thirteen fourteen with with Suarez, you know, those those, you know, if he's got someone alongside him to sort of take away a bit of the the spotlight from him and take away the defenders' suspensions, he can he can drift into space, he can score goals. I think he would have been a little bit. You know, I really wouldn't mind that they've, you know,
0: gone in at two next to Firmino. there would have been an opportunity for me. I think he would have done well as well. Right on another website uh, to the Liverpool Echo, uh, there was a headline that said the other day Klopp must want the sack, and it was basically a story on the team news that Seaman Mignolet had been announced as captain for the game <laughs> on Wednesday night, which was you know a slight overreaction. <laughs> However, just before half time, when uh, Diff is through and gets legged up by. By Minule, I mean. What were your thoughts then?
2: By well, the time I thought it was absolutely a nailed on red, and then every time I've seen it since, I'm even more convinced it's a nailed on red. I just, I um, I think having looked, having watched it back a few times, I think what's probably saved him is I think by the time Duath is at the deck, Gomez is there, and I think Atkinson has decided that um, that Gomez may well have dealt with it. But I think if you actually watch it, I think if if he doesn't clatter him. Then he just knocks the ball into an empty net before Gomez can get there. Um, I mean, I spoke to minule about it afterwards, um, and he basically admitted I had no choice but to, to chop him down because he would have scored. Um, you know, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, you no, know, the the rules have changed. It's double jeopardy now. They've got rid of that." You know, but that that only uh, uh, that only involves incidents inside the penalty box. Um, I think it was a it was a professional foul, and it was but it was it was clever because he got away with it. You know, it was, um, and it it came at a big time in the game as well because you know if that is, if, if he if you, if you lose you you down to ten men, and that free kick goes in, it could have been a long night.
0: Christy, what was your take?
3: Pretty
2: much, James. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I think we both looked at each other, didn't we? They? We were like, oh my. How has he got away with that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to... I've watched the replay a couple of times. I don't know why he's there. I don't I don't, I don't know how he's ended up outside his own penalty box. Massive made a hash of it. Didn't he? it yeah, Massive's got, Massive got to take some of the blame there, but I, I'm not quite sure what Mignolet was doing. But, I mean, you, look, luck is a big factor in games sometimes, and, and Liverpool got theirs. I think Mark Hughes afterwards was right to be aggrieved with that. I, I, I didn't think he was right to be aggrieved with the with the Gomez decision because um, that wasn't out. But I was surprised, I sort of agreed with what Hugh said, even though he shouldn't have said it, in the fact that when you're at home, you expect the rubber to green. And, you know, still certainly didn't get the rubber of the green last night with either decision. So, one right, one wrong. You know, Liverpool just, they, they, they got away with it, but, you know, it's it's the, it's the simple fact that they, they got away with it and then they made they made sure that it counted.
1: I mean, Andy, you have a slightly different take on this, don't Yeah, you? I mean... I wasn't there and the lads were so you defer to the evidence of 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 the eyes in the stadium which are generally better uh, than watching on telly but when I watched the replay I haven't seen all the reaction and the stuff that the lads had sent back um I was expecting to see an absolute you know clear cut definitely How has he not sent them off there and when the actual incident happened I was sort of I was thinking I don't, I wouldn't have that as a red because I that, that for me, in, that was my instant thought. That's not red. That's, what position two, did you play when you played football? Right back. Where you always put the worst player. That's, uh, I've spoken about this on the pod before. An occasional centre half. But the um, yeah, I, don't, I and obviously I do a bit have done a bit of goalkeeping, as you know. And uh, uh, but the uh, from, I just didn't think it was a penalty because I thought there's two players fair in, very close. I mean, literally, Mark, um, Dermot Gallagher. Uh, you wrote a little bit today on from him on Sky's hand. There's literally a yard in it. It is he his view it's a red, but it's only there's a yard in it being a red. And for me, it's a massive decision to send somebody off. And I know that you know the game is about these little inches Us the Gomez decision. See the Gomez one, I could have completely understood if that was given out, even though I agree with Christian, I don't think it was totally out. Yeah. But those ones are normally given out because it just looks out, doesn't it? because of, it because mm-hmm. of the ge- yeah. the weird geometry of a sphere running across a two dimensional line. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a, do you it's know like what I mean? us our levels, it's giving us Go on. It's generally giving us out, isn't it? And so I could have understood <laughs> that one, but I, I I I was sort of with I, I can say I and I'm not just saying this from red tinted glasses or bold... Bald Citrus last night <laughs> um, we should talk about Bald we're going, Citrus we're going, we're going to back. put it alright right. <laughs> but the um, yeah I, I actually I just didn't think it didn't feel like a red card for me just because did, he didn't feel necessarily as the total last man watching the replay you can see he's sort of a yard ahead of the defenders so by the letter of the law I think probably he should go but I have to say I, I, my instinctive reaction was I didn't if that had been our player, I wouldn't have been expecting their keeper to be sent off. I would have thought, oh, that's annoying because he's done a, a proper professional file on, him, but it's outside the box so we don't get the pen and he'll only get yellow for that. That's what I would have thought. It would have been really annoying as it was for Stoke, but one of those things where that happens in the game.
3: I think if the shoe's on the other foot, we are absolutely apoplectic that Ligarant hasn't been sent off. But gonna agree with you. So does Martin Atkinson. That's not a bad trio to be in, is it? It's quite it? a bad one. There's at, least, there's, at least, there's at least one part of that one. No part of that. I think everybody
1: knows that. Yeah.
0: Shouldn't say that about Jürgen, though. Both Citrus, then, seeing as Andy's mentioned it. I think I'm right in saying that's three games they've played in it. What was it West Ham? West Ham 4-1, this game 3-0, and Maribor 59-0 or whatever it was over there. Should they play this more
2: often? I don't really care what game they play. <laughs> For me, I mean, even though we've
1: got a good record, Liverpool should play in red in all possible occasions they can, shouldn't they? Um,
0: well this comes down to the Arsenal thing, doesn't it? What annoys me about Arsenal is that they play in their away kit at every available opportunity when
2: you know, just play in red if you can. Yeah. I think they have to wear every kit so many number of times every season, don't they, for commercial reasons. Well that's their own
0: fault for signing the deal. They should be made yeah. to reneg on that contract. And, have Liverpool
3: wore their away kit, yeah.
0: I thought that was the away It.
1: No, that's
0: the spare kit. Is, is, the, blue the, is the, blue. the blue thing? It, the the, 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 the lazy the, six, the... Oh, yeah, that the, the one, yeah. Green, blue, yeah, they green, wore blue. it in Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim, they wore it there. Yeah. And they wore it in uh, Spartak as well. So they wore it loads of times, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love both issues. As usual with this way. podcast, I always do
1: <laughs> a, little, a, little, a little bit of uh, research before we start might have helped. <laughs> we
0: like to keep everybody on the toes and everything, but yeah, but... Is there anything to be said about the fact that the kit is so bright it helps them find each other? No. This goes this goes back to you won't remember this, Jimmy Hill in the ninety eight World Cup when Romania Romania trotted <laughs> out in 10? the Romania trotted out with her all their peroxide blonde yeah. hair and all yeah. yeah. like, oh, that helps them that helps them find each other, which everyone went, That's load well, of nonsense, well, which Alec, it was. Alec
1: Ferguson famously um, yeah, but they, United said United's great, it was why they couldn't pass the ball to each other when they got beat. Six, six, one, six, six one, three, was. six, three, well. six, three. The three one, was
3: it?
0: Yeah. The, um, the 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 Sheena Azules Sanchez. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> on, I was going
3: to mention that. that yeah, on yeah that I was show, mention. maybe yeah. maybe you're
0: onto something. Yeah. No. Do you, do you prefer bold citrus to Toxic Thunder? Um, yes, Toxic Thunder. Did it Is not it, do it for you now? No, it's a nice name though. It was good for headlines. Toxic Thunder.
2: Better than the, the bold citrus crew.
1: Yeah. Well, we what's your take on it. Uh, I mean, I pre- I, as a kit, I prefer the bold citrus. <laughs> And to be honest, you just end up liking the ones we win in. But ultimately, there are times when it should just be, they should play in red and they don't. They don't play in red place. anyway, they play oh, no, in maroon well, now. did on, they still played in red and white stripes, didn't they? Yeah, sure. yeah. they can't play in red. Yeah, exactly, that's why i that <laughs> I thought you were suggesting we should have played in red last
0: night.
2: No. So, it started off quite well, this podcast. It did,
0: didn't it? Well, let's face it, everyone's going to be having a laugh at this. Um, this that's, won't what that's, <laughs> what, that's what they'll remember from it. Oh, the bold citrus pod. Going back to actual football, you mentioned Matip before making a, what you thought was a mistake for the when uh, Mignolet nearly got sent off, yeah. or should it have been sent off. Now, in the player ratings, Christian, you gave him a 6, and the fan ratings gave him something like 6.1. But then who scored who would do all the stats and the passes and all that stuff? They had him in like 8.1, 8.2, which suggests that he had actually quite a good game. And I know this season we've been quite critical of Matip because he's been, I think when the two times where we've looked at the average scores that we've given players, he's been bottom both times. I mean, did he play better than you actually thought or looking back on it, or are you still sticking with your six?
3: No, I'm still sticking with my six. He made the mistake for the for the potential red card, Um of the two central defenders, he, he was he was the most unsure, and I just felt like he, he didn't get enough purchase on his headers. There was a couple of times when the ball comes into the box and, and you know, loving him for all of his faults when he gets his neck on it, bang, he gets that away, you know, high away from danger. But he has this this terrible tendency of, of sort of flicking it back up into the air into the danger danger zone. He's I mean, he's a good player. I think he's maybe a tad overrated because he can stride out and pass the ball and sometimes. Um, joins joins in with the attack uh, but you know he's, he's, I thought he was just it was just an average night for him he, I thought he was all right I don't think he did anything absolutely woeful but he didn't do anything brilliant sorry sorry I don't I don't
1: know I haven't got in front of me what who scored collect to give a centre well, half. Well, it's like a, a it's re- it's eight.
0: it is it to do with interceptions and heavy clearances yeah. and tackles and pass completion rate and all that kind of stuff. It is different. I think metrics cent- for a defender half is one for of an those attacker.
1: those positions where it's it's difficult for stats to necessarily have have a, a, a definitive in terms of. of well, I suppose of the one stat look at is did Stoke score? No, he's done his job, now, hasn't he?
2: But then also yeah. their lack of threat for long periods of that game. You know, it was as a centre yeah. half. You, you you take every time when you are facing a thirty six year old beam pole uh, and and just having to deal with long punts into the box. I mean, what Crouch does, he does very very well, but he is so limited. I don't think. I thought Lovren was definitely the the better of the two, and I think Matip's form this season has been cause for concern. I don't think he's been anywhere near the level he was at. Last season, um, didn't think he did anything well apart from the, the mistake over the Mignolet incident. You know, he, he wasn't particularly bad last night, but I think I still think he's got a lot to prove this season, and um, you know, there'll be games ahead where he's tested a lot more than just dealing with long punts towards Peter Crouch.
1: There was um, Joe Allen that got a couple of chances, didn't he, from knockdowns yeah. from Crouch and. Um, second, second balls again, isn't he, it? He's yeah. been good for Liverpool since he went to Stoke in the sense that he, he missed. Remember, Mignolet made a great save from him at Anfield yeah. in that game where they were one 0 up. at over last Christmas was it yeah. just and and, uh, and and we won four one in the end, didn't we? And then he's, he's missed another couple last night to uh, We Joe, so um, good <sighs> on Joe. him, Asian Joe. <laughs> Always, yeah. Always a red.
0: What did you make of the
2: midfield? It was interesting selection to start with. Um, I thought I'd say Chamberlain. Did really well. I think he, his contribution maybe went a little bit under the radar, um, but yeah, I thought it was another big step forward for him. I think the best the best thing about him now is he he actually does look like he belongs in that Liverpool team. I think when he when he came on and played in the first couple of months at the club, I must admit, I just thought, you know, I just don't really see where exactly he fits in. Um, didn't you know, Didn't I think it, you can see that it took him a fair amount of time to to settle and to adjust to what he was what he was Klopp had asked of him. I mean, was mean, he fit enough? Um, no, potentially. I think I think he's certainly been asked to do a lot more work off the ball than probably he was used to at Arsenal. Um, but he was. I th- I, th- I thought he was really really impressive. I thought he played well against Chelsea, and he just continued where he'd left off in that game against Stoke. Played a big part in the first goal. Um, and yeah, I think you know it's it's interesting fact. Obviously, we've only we've only seen him in that wide role really so far, haven't we? I think you know, Klopp, Klopp spoke about a month ago about how they hadn't really worked on him as one of the mid, one of the kind of two or the three in centre midfield. Which I think you know all the talk before he joined Liverpool was that was where he he really wanted to play. But um, he, he did very well out wide. And I thought when Liverpool were wobbling um, just before half time and for a spell in the second half, I, I, yeah, I think that central axis of Chan and Wijnaldum were probably to blame for that I think Um, there was a a time where I think they both got booked within about five minutes of each other both similar in terms of giving it away cheaply and then racing back and making cynical fouls in their desperation to make amends Um, but you know to their credit they came through that spell and obviously Chan laid on the pass for, for Salah's second goal
3: I got a bit of stick for my Wijnaldum mark I mean it's no you know get stick for every mark I give but um, it's what about you Christian? <laughs> so no, no it's everyone we all get sick, don't we? But um I give him a 6 because I just thought again, I described it as a typical genie away performance. It just he was just sort of there.
0: Um He got... always plays though. He almost yes, always weird, plays. I've already got but, but on that. But he it's a me I think he's featured more than almost every other player for Liverpool this season. He obviously he, does he a job beat, he b-
3: a purpose. It's... um it's just someone someone came back to me and said it was his best away performance ever for Liverpool which I just I, I don't see I thought he was really good at Old Trafford for example, say, last yeah, season yeah. Like, he was really good at Old Trafford um, but I just thought I just don't know what he offers he certainly he, he gets in the way that, that's not to disparage him I mean, he does, he's more than just the clogger who gets in the way But he, he, pick, he takes up his positions he keeps the ball he pops it off nicely on counter attacks but there's no sort of there's no warmth to his game when he's away from home it feels there's no there's no real. Uh, there's no real purpose. He's just sort of there, but you know, again, win three 0 you can't
0: really criticize anyone. Andy, a quick word on the right back situation. Joe Gomez has now played, I think, it's the last three, possibly four First games. Time, since, I think. Yeah, since, since he came way. back fully enough from from England duty. I mean, he's he's come back from that on a high, and he's he's continued on this good form, hasn't
1: he? Yeah, he's played. He's, he did well. I mean, obviously, he had one header last night that fell. He headed back into the into the penalty area, and it ended up falling to uh, Joe Allen. Could have been a goal, but. Um, Apart from that, seemed to do really well. Uh, That's three games on the trot he's played. I'd still be surprised if we didn't see Trent at Brighton, to be honest. I know, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not even saying that to be, to be cliché, but just because... Have you got that photo framed yet? <laughs> uh, no, no but, it, but it's on my phone. i <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. His kids <laughs> have been knocked <laughs> off the
2: front.
1: <laughs> it's not my screenshot, but, no, but uh, no, it was good to catch up with Trent in the week and uh, you know he's really concentrating on being a defender. And uh, improving defensively, and I think he'll get plenty of choices. You know, we've seen. I think he's played five of the European games. Trent for four, so you know, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw him um, against Moscow. Um, I think the reason. I mean, I sort of expected Trent to play, but then I think the reason when you're going to Stoke, you can sometimes. Maybe it's all cliche, but you generally expect the physical battle, don't you? Obviously, well, it's not a cliche for me. if That's
0: what they, yeah. they were like.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we have seen Hughes try to change the, the, how you feel about Stoke as a team in the last couple of years. At the minute, I think they're actually struggling for an identity. Mm. They don't know what they want to yeah. be, and it's dangerous when you start when these teams get rid of player uh, managers like Poulos or. Um, He's been there know, for like four and, years and, now, though, hasn't he, Mark Hughes? So those sorts of managers, who play in a very distinctive style. You need to find, uh, uh, and I think I think Hughes had sort of seemed to be developing that with Stoke, but I think they've taken a, ba- a step backwards this year. They they lost a few of their experienced mm. players, didn't they, in the summer? Yeah, um, and he's still having to rebuild. Um, I still think they've got probably enough quality to be okay, Stoke. But um, you know, no, there'd be no tears here if they dropped. Um, if him, not, even, not even if you miss out on Kiel services. Uh, well, you still Kiel services on the way to a lot of places. It? <laughs> it's <laughs> the gateway to the world. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean I, I mean, I, you know, I, I think Trent will. Uh, w- I think he went with Gomez last night because of that physical threat. But Trent will get his opportunities, and, and Brighton could easily be one of them, uh, and certainly Moscow could next. Uh, When's Wednesday, to, I think if
3: you play four four two, 4 2 Gomez has to be the right back, really, the way because Gomez sort of becomes the third centre-back, so I thought, I can't see trends in that in that sort of role, I think Gomez in a four four two. 2 Gomez is the right back.
0: Before we move on then to Brighton to finish, um, across Stanley Park there's a new manager, well he's meant to be coming at some point, getting confirmed anyway, Sam Allardyce, James, what's your, your take on this? Um, I think a lot of Everton fans are not happy. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, I can I can understand why because if you rewind to the summer, and you know, I had Everton fans telling me that they were going to be Champions League contenders this season, and that they they'd spent 150 million pound very wisely, and you know, kuman the noises were that Everton was going to be his stepping stone to to Barcelona, um, and the wheels came off spectacularly. And I think you know, even probably three or four weeks ago. I think there would have been a, a real outcry if Allardyce had got the job. Um, but because they just went from, you know, a crisis to an even bigger crisis and, you know, found themselves on the, the fringes of a relegation battle, I can understand why they've gone for him. Um, because, the, the, you know, you know what you're going to get with Allardyce, very limited in terms of style, but he'll get them organised. Um and, and sort them out defensively, which you know I've seen their last couple. I haven't. I obviously didn't see the game against uh, West Ham, which obviously has lifted the mood slightly. But the couple of weeks prior to that, it, you know, bordered on the absolute shambolic.
0: I mean, Christian, there's a game coming up. and I think it's in about ten days or something. Liverpool against Everton. Do you reckon that might have played in the thinking? I I think
3: from a Liverpool perspective, it's bad news for the derby. I really do, and, and people would disagree with me. But hasn't has um,
0: got a really poor record against Liverpool at last, Anfield. Last man to win at Anfield, or oh, the last man? Oh yeah, Crystal Palace. Yeah. yeah. Well, apart from that game, go... I, ju- I just, I just,
3: I <laughs> just, yeah, I just, I, 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 people would disagree with me. I was, we were talking about this yesterday. At Stoke. I just feel Everton are at the most dangerous against Liverpool when they're not when they're not very good, and they sort of revert to to the you know the agricultural. Dogs of War to be cliche type. Um, now I think Everton are above that nowadays. I think they've got a good squad despite the league the, the position. Uh, I think they've got some really good technical players. Um, but Allardyce won't care for that. I don't think. Um, I think Anfield, if, if Liverpool don't get an early goal against an allardyce Everton and guilty is standing over the corner with twenty minutes to go and it's nil nil, I think there'll be a lot of nervous glances on the cop. That's all I'll say about it.
0: Andy are you uh, in any way nervous about Sam Allardyce turning
1: up at Goodison at, um, I'm coming to Anfield with him you mean oh, just, generally, yeah. just generally just um, generally look I think for them it's a it's, it's short to medium term it's a good appointment um I don't um screw like out with James here I, I don't think Allardyce's team are generally as as maybe it's bad to watch, as is their reputation. I mean, when he was at at Bolton, the likes of JJ Acoccia and people like that, there there was real flair players in the team. And, um, yeah, I'm no fan of his, but I actually think you've got to remember where he's been and how much money he's had. And, you know, in a team now, presumably with Mr. Mashiri giving him a few bob in January as well, because this, this stuff about... Everton spent hundred and fifty million in the summer. Well they did. But they also sold ninety million quids worth of centre forward. Mm. Was it ninety, eighty five 85?
0: it was about ninety wasn't it? 90. Yeah.
1: So so I mean there are limitations to net spend and everything, but you can you cannot ignore the limitations of net spend when you're taking a ninety million pound striker out of your team. So that, that's what they that's what they did, they sort of that's where their mistake was in not replacing that striker. You know? And most Everton fans we have in the office and uh, who respond to the Echo, uh, you know that that was the big failure of the summer for them. And that's probably cost in his job, hasn't it? Mm. So I actually think he'll do quite well for them. The thing about Allardyce is I'm not sure where he takes you once he gets you into mid-table and slightly beyond. Uh, and I would think Everton as a, you know, whatever we like to say in in, in this podcast. Um, you know, a proud footballing institution that wants to win things. I'm not convinced that Allardyce can take you further on. And I think the last two managerial appointments, in terms of Martinez and Pooman, were felt like they were trying to move Everton on to a next stage, and that's failed. And now they've sort of gone back to, they've almost sort of re, regrouping, aren't they? And um It'd be interesting to see and I do certainly agree with Christian that I think Everton are more I'd much rather Everton come into Anfield with Martinez or Cumin. or Moyes uh, yeah or Moyes I mean is that did, did Moyes ever win a derby at nope. Anfield? No, no? Nope. so that's Doing a great job at West Ham, as well. <laughs> yeah. so so now, be fair, to be fair, I don't think anyone could do anything with that. So, what. so none of their last three managers has won a derby at Anfield, have no. they? Because it's gone, back a, a lot now to their last win, isn't it? So, yeah. but Allardyce is the type of manager who will have them well up for it, and will have a have a method to try and win the game. And Liverpool's um, job is not to not to play that game on Allardyce's terms. Uh, do you know what I mean? He'll try and rough shot them. He'll try and frustrate. He'll try and be um, annoying at all times, and he'll just try and break up that game horribly. And Liverpool's job is to, you know, make sure they keep the ball and don't get involved in 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 a, in a huge battle that's unnecessary. Because at this point, Liverpool are a far better team than Everton. and Just need to translate that onto
0: the pitch. Speaking of Everton, I was actually watching them, it was only last month, that Brighton it feels like forever ago, I mean Kuma was still the manager then, and Brighton, where Liverpool are obviously going on on Saturday, they're quite a slow team defensively, I mean you look, you've got Shane Duffy and I can't remember the name of the other lad who plays centre-back, they're they're tall, but they're not the fastest, and I'd imagine that your likes of Mane and Salah... That that kind of type. They'd be the ones that could cause them problems. They've got one or two good players, midfield, they're quite strong. Up front, Glenn Murray's got a history of he scored. I know he's got at least one goal against Liverpool. But overall this is a game, James, that Liverpool, you know, have to be looking to win, don't they?
2: Yeah, especially when you look at the other results this week. Um, you know, I think Liverpool since what is it, since that t- defeat to Tottenham, is it thirteen out of thirteen points out of fifteen, I think, in the league? Um but it hasn't made much of an impact in terms of the league table just because the other teams are winning. Um, it's going to be a very, very competitive battle for those top four spots. And, yeah, this is a game that Liverpool have have to win. Um, I think it'll be reasonably tight. I think Brighton, I've seen them a few times this season, and they are really well drilled. I think Chris talked we talked earlier on about probably Salah being underappreciated outside of Liverpool. I think Hewton's probably underappreciated when the same old names get touted for other jobs, I think partly because he does not he's not one to blow his own trumpet. Um, no yeah, you, don't, you, don't, you don't see him on television, do you? Do, you do an interview? No, 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 he, no, he's not a... You know, Sean Dyche will tell you about you know, how he masterminded this <laughs> and that, and you know, Allardyce is in that category, Pardew as well. Um, Houghton you know, I saw him interviewed, I think, after they won at West Ham, and you know, very kind of self-deprecating, and passing on the praise to his players. Um, but yeah, he's done, a, he's done a brilliant job there and you know they're on course at the moment to, to survive, which w- was their target. Um, we're unlucky not to get a point at Old Trafford last weekend. You know, ha- a goalless draw with Palace in their big derby midweek. Um, and it'll be a massive deal for them, having I mean, Liverpool in town. I remember going down there. We when, knew them, didn't we? Yeah. It was in the League, league Cup. Up. Yeah. Bellamy scored. The, the Coach scored as well, the didn't they? Ca- yeah. 2-1, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. and... Um, you know, I remember, you know, that night. You know, there was there was a really good atmosphere, and I'm sure it'll be the same come Saturday because you know, Brighton have had some tough times, and they're not that long ago. Their fans wouldn't have dreamt of they'd find themselves in this position when you know on the, on the brink of liquidation at one point, and they've completely turned it around and got themselves back in the big time.
0: Well, again, Klopp's bitched about rotation, Christian. I mean, what are you expecting from the team? What would you what would you not be surprised to see line up walk, uh, walk out at the uh, the Amex
3: Amex? So we'll definitely see. I think he'll go back to four three three. Uh just because as as you as you mentioned in terms of Brighton's good solid defenders but they're quite slow, quite cumbersome. Um so I would expect and they're quite good midfield, so we need to match them in that Liverpool we'll needs to match them. Uh, I think you'll get Coutinho back. I think you might see James Milner. I think Daniel Studge might get a go. Uh, I think Manny Solara will play as well. Um, I think Lallana might have been pencilled in for it, but now he's had that
2: little setback. I'm not too sure. How
0: oh, uh, serious is that a setback, James?
2: Uh, precautionary um, was the was, was the word um, last night at at, um, at Stoke that it was it was just a minor a minor issue, and obviously with him been out for so long, just don't think they want to take any chances with him.
3: I think Klopp said last night as well that uh, Lovren wasn't meant to play against Stoke, but because Klopp picked up the injury.
0: Um, he was ill, wasn't he? Sorry, yeah, was yeah, Ill, sorry, yeah. he was
3: ill. Um, so that's why I don't think Lovem was meant to start. Lovem was the started of the the Brighton game instead. So if, if Clavan's better, he'll he'll probably start. That's a lot of
0: changes on real the Well, body, I was going to say, why, why don't we try and pick a team there between the three not four of us? Mignolango, yeah. yep. Yeah. No, we're
1: going to go with 4-3-3 as well. I think 4-3-3, yeah. So. I'm going... Well, okay, okay. We've got to forget Andy Robertson. <laughs> I, want I thought you
0: were going to say something else then. You, OK, I know Andy wants Trent in the team. Do you want Trent in the team?
1: Yeah, I do, yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I think more so, I think Andy Robertson needs a game. He and, does and, get one when does he? Exactly. If he doesn't play against Brighton, I just don't see where he's getting a game. And, uh, let's face it, Moreno is playing all the football, and the, OK, defenders tend to be... We we worry less about them in terms of than we do about the star men at the other end of the pitch, but you know he's due a rest as well, Moreno. So uh, for me, Andy Robertson, I would have thought Klopp said he wanted to use all the players. This is the game surely that Andy Robertson must play. I'd have him and Trent on either side, and that's too fast, quick attacking. Um, If you're saying Pierce is the problem at the back for Brighton, those are two. I think you'd have Trent just about. Joe Gomez as quick as well. Of course, I, think, I, I can't it's...
0: remember his name. The right back for Brighton's quite decent. I can't remember his name. Is it Bruno? It is Bruno. He's very old. Yeah, but he's still he's, he's fairly decent. He's good on the ball. Uh, James, you were nodding your head vigorously at uh, the suggestion that Robertson and Alexander Arnold should line up at the fullback.
2: So. Yeah, I'd go along with that. I think um, I thought Robertson might have might have got a look in at Stoke. Um, and yeah, if you if you're him, I think if you don't get a game this Saturday, then you would be wondering well on earth I am going to get an opportunity with the runner games. You know, clearly Moreno will start against Spartak midweek next week. Um yeah, and I think you know the longer it goes on as well, the more you're kind of worried about him coming into it because, you know, he is uh you know it's been what was it, September? Was it the last time he played? Yeah, last yeah? Was it the last year? Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's even he's alright the as well. Then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so yeah, I think I think you've changed the full backs and that wouldn't be that wouldn't be a gamble. So we have a centre back then. Well, I think as long as if, if, everyone, if everyone's fit, if everyone's fit, then it has to be Lovren and Matić because yeah. that is Liverpool's best combination.
1: I think centre back plays all about partnerships, and if while well, they're fit and going, and yeah. these two yep. often aren't, but if they're fit, play them. I don't think they will. I think
3: because I think Claver might come in for okay. Lovren because Lovren was okay. meant to play
0: for Claver. So a midfielder, we've got a lot of options:
2: Henderson, Milner, Henderson, Coutinho. Milner, Coutinho. Don't disagree with that. And up front Salah, Mane, Mane and Sturridge. So,
0: no, a resp for Firmino. Again.
1: Salah, Mane, Firmino. Salah, Mane, Firmino. Who? Sally. <laughs> Sally, <yeah. laughs> Sally. Mane, one, one. Sally. <laughs> Salah, Mane, Firmino. Uh, I think it'll still be a tough game, and Firmino, in many... Cajuns is the one who makes Liverpool take, isn't he? So, mm. um, I, you know, especially if we're making some, trying to get some fresh blood into the defense. I think, you know, both Mane and and Salah have had their rest, and Firmino was rested against Chelsea, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I'd,
2: I'd go with him again.
0: And so, what do we think then overall? Do we think Liverpool
2: victory? Yeah, narrow. I reckon Liverpool two one. Christian. I'll come back to you, Andy Yeah, I mean I watched
1: Brighton against Crystal Palace Uh, I like the lad who plays right midfield Knockhart, he's a good player And also the two centre-halves are threats From set pieces, so you really need to be aware Of both of them um, Should they um, get corners and free kicks But uh, yeah, I mean I I can, in that Because of that, I I suspect Brighton might score, but I think Liverpool will score um, A few Christian? I'd say 1-0 either way
0: For which one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to press you on this. Uh, don't put <laughs> it <in> the end. <laughs> oh, well, let's let's say 1-0 Liverpool. I it, think could be 1-0 Brighton. I think 2-1 to Liverpool as well. Right. And that should do us. Uh, join us next week where we'll look back at the Brighton game and ahead to the Champions League decider against Balta Bosco.